places. You didn't erase my future. Yes, indeed. Yours truly, I was getting ready to say the gospel ambassador, <laughs> takes me back several, well, actually several decades uh, uh, when we were on uh, 89.9 BUSCD uh, doing our, our thing there, the gospel squad. But anyway, music in the background, courtesy of the one and only Mr. J. Moss, something he entitles The Good and the Bad. How I many you know that sometimes in this thing called life, we will experience both good and bad it's a fact it's 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 part of our reality uh we will experience both good and bad but what i love about this particular song here first of all we want to say welcome to the show uh but what i love about this song here is that he begins to explain and elaborate and acknowledge uh, uh and, and illuminate the fact that even though we listen here now, even though we go through both good and bad, but sometimes we don't only go through good and bad, but sometimes we do good and bad. Paul said this way. He said, the good that I would do, I find myself not doing. I want you to understand. I want you to know and realize that even when you find yourself doing what you ain't shouldn't be doing. How about that English? What you ain't shouldn't be doing. <laughs> God loves you anyhow. He doesn't love what you're doing, but God loves you enough that he will not allow uh, uh, the power of his blood, the, the, the power of his spirit uh, to become irrelevant, to become null and void. He will still reach out to us with a hand of outstretched love. I tried to remind you folks the other day that God is not the kind of God that uses tools of condemnation. Right. He's, he's just he's, he's not that kind of God. He's not that kind of God. Uh, he draws us with love. Once again, welcome to the show. Retro philosophy. Uh, it's your boy Sheldon, a.k.a. Retro McKeever, McKeever, depending on which part of North Kakalaki or what part of the field you're from. Um, but affectionately, just, you know, hey, your boy, you know, we here. We here uh, only by the grace of God. If he didn't love me through my good and through my bad. The question is, where would I be? Uh, I want you to pause for a moment and ask yourself the very same question. Where would you be if he didn't love you through both your good and your bad? All right. Uh, let's see here. We got a few things we're trying to work through here. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to uh, give us a call seven, excuse me, the telephone number is 980-222-4492. You'll see that scrolling at the, uh, at the bottom of your screen there. Um, and so what we want to talk about today, uh, is just, just a couple things, just a couple things, uh, where, where I want you to stay tuned because we are uh, gearing up for a few future shows, uh, that I think will be, um, enlightening, um, uh, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, because here's something that, that we do, whether it be, you know, in church or in business or in your relationship or, or whatever. A lot of times we prepare things for people that we never consult. <sighs> I'll say that one more time and move on. A lot of times we prepare things for people that we do not or did not consult. So in other words, what happens is we end up doing, as I call it, outreach instead of simply reaching out 
And, and what I mean by that is we outreach. Sometimes we outreach the people. That's not what they needed. That's not what they asked for. But you never took the time to converse with them. You never took the time to fellowship with them so that you can have an understanding of what it was that they really needed. So you present or you create or you uh, or you bring something that they can't use. So you outreach them. But when we sit down, the Bible says, come, let us reason together. When we sit down and we have conversation, when we sit down and we break bread and we get a chance to know each other, we get a chance to speak with the people who we say we're their help. Uh, we will understand not what we want to do, not what looks good on social media or in the news headlines or uh, in the community, but, but what's necessary and what's needed for the people. I like to say it this way, Lord, help me to be effective. Some folk want to be powerful, but that, but but sometimes powerful that they, the powerfulness that they're aiming for ends up being unaffected, unaffective. And so, uh, yeah. So let me move on. Okay. So uh, today we want to talk about a few things. Okay. Again, you got the hotline number down if you want to reach in, uh, reach out to us. Um, uh, so we can, we we don't consult with them. Is what I'm saying. We don't consult with them, right? And, and, and sometimes we need to just sit down and talk with folk and then we can present something that they can use, that they need. I tell Upper Praise Ministries, you know, we cannot do what we've always done when it comes time to change. OK, uh, God bless you. Good morning. Thank you for pressing play. Uh, I'm trying to keep up with the comments. I am on somewhat of a delay. So if I don't get your comments, uh, don't charge it to the heart, charge it to the head or the eyes uh, more uh, <laughs> specifically. Um, but if you have something that you want to say and you would like me to answer something that you say, uh, please utilize the uh, hotline number 980-222-4492. All right. Um, so we cannot all we, we can't continue to do what we've always done when it comes time to change. OK, um, now I want to start thing out with uh, talking about a thing called depression. OK, has anybody ever experienced depression? I have. Now, I also believe a lot of times we we give depression the credit when in all actual and all actuality it's not depression that's creeping in it's not depression that's setting in uh in some cases i know y'all might not be able to rock with me on this one right here but in some cases it's not depression it's inspiration and sometimes in the midst or maybe i should say it this way sometimes the process of inspiration can challenge you and when the process of inspiration challenges you, sometimes we become saddened on the inside. We become saddened emotionally, sometimes even mentally, because that challenge that has showed up is pushing us to do something that we've never done before. It's pushing us to do what we've been afraid to do for oh so long anyway. And so now we get all these emotions going on. And we slip away into a state of depression. Now, I'm not trying to minimize depression because it's a real it's a real issue. Um, some will go as far as to say it's an illness. It's a sickness. Uh, and I won't argue with you because I don't know what level of depression you are dealing with or have dealt with. Uh, I will say this. I am indeed a man of faith. I believe I believe that faith moves mountains, uh, but sometimes you ought to have enough faith to trust the doctor. Can I pause right there? 
Okay. Yeah. Sometimes you got to have enough faith to trust the doctor because some of your miracles ain't going to come as the mountains shake and the heavens open. Some of your miracles are going to come through the hands that God has anointed and blessed and gifted in the medical field. Somebody ought to catch that. Um, so if you are on this live today, this morning, whether you're watching it by, via the replay and you are dealing with depression, this live is not to uh, 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 negate what your doctors are telling you if you're seeing a doctor. And if you, you know, if you can't get help for the depression that you're dealing with, then maybe you ought to seek professional help. I'm just I'm just putting that out there. I'm, I'm not I'm just I'm saying I'm just I'm just putting that out there. Sometimes we don't need an altar. Sometimes we need a couch. Okay, let me move. On. So depression is real, you know, and, and a lot of times people don't want to talk about depression. A lot of times people are afraid to admit that they're going through uh, depression, that they uh, are dealing with suicidal thoughts, that they're dealing with, you know, thoughts of this, that and the other. They, they don't want to admit to that. And, and I think a lot of times the reason why they don't want to admit to it, folks, is because of the way we make them feel. I believe based on my observation that we are living in a society that likes to climb at the expense of someone else's back, neck, even life. If you have to tear down another man to feel big, you ain't a man at all. You a punk, you a wimp. There's some other words that you know I kind of laid down a long, long time ago that I'm not gonna pick back that could describe it to a T. Um, but we'll leave that where it where it lays. All right. But if you've got to tear down somebody so that you can feel significant, shame on you. Shame on you. Uh, sometimes we can help snatch folk back from a place of depression uh, by simply opening up. And sharing the fact that you too once struggled with such and such. You too uh, once were confused about what to do at this particular point in your life, so on and so forth. We should be more examples than we are judges. Can I get an amen? All right, so depression is real, y'all. All right. Now let me let me let me share with you real quickly um, one of the reasons I believe we can easily slip into a place of depression depression to feel to feel pressed down to feel lower than than the norm to feel like a second class citizen these are all uh, um, things that help strengthen and empower uh, a mindset of depression okay so my question is to change or not to change, to change or not to change. If you're not careful, you will allow people to make you think, believe, and feel that you have to remain the same way for the rest of your days. Can I be, look at here, I was 45 years old, right? And, 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 and many moons ago, uh, there were things that I used to do that defined manhood. There were things that I used to involve myself with that told me I was a man. Yeah, uh-huh. Told me I was not just a man, but told me I was the man. <laughs> but you know what, according to the scripture, 
according to the Bible, uh, I found out that uh, there's a scripture that says, when I was a child, I thought like a child, I spoke like a child, I acted like a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Now, I'm not calling you a child. I'm not calling you a chat. I'm not calling you any of those things. But what I am saying is there comes a time in our lives where we have to grow up. And when we grow up, let me let me say it this way. In the process of growing up, we should mature as we mature. And as we do these things, we'll realize that I don't necessarily have to change, but I do have to do better. I don't necessarily have to change, but here is a chance to evolve, to become what God is calling me to be from the very beginning. My little grandbaby, she started walking a few days ago. And it just tickled my little heart, you know, to see that little little wobbly leg thrown out there. And she putting out the other one. And, uh, but how many of you know uh, a couple months down the road is she still taking them little wobbly steps? Something's wrong. She's got to evolve. We have got to evolve in the things that we are doing. So here, here's what I want to use. Here's what I want to use to change or not to change. OK, uh, you grew up in the hood. Right. Uh, as did many of us. You know, hey, self-included, you know, uh, uh, South End, you know, uh, real talk, you know, um, but but check it out. How many of you grew up in government housing and your goal is to go from a one bedroom government housing with seven people in the family to a four bedroom government housing apartment? Yeah, right. You know, I, I know you need a better space, but, you know, your goal should be to get off of government assistance. Yeah, you, you understand what I'm saying? Your goal is to uh, rise above your current set of circumstances. And so to change and not to change, uh, I think that we should always look for the opportunity to evolve. Now, who I was 30 years ago that person has not changed that person has evolved matured um uh you know uh so i'm still sheldon I, i'm still who i've always been but who i was 30 years ago was looking through a lens that was tainted uh that was poorly focused and as we mature, as we grow, we should be able to see things a little bit more focused. We should, you know, even the trials of life, they don't come to kill us. They don't come to stop us. They actually come to help us grow, to help us become stronger, to help us be able to more clearly focus. All right. So to change or not to change. So when we're presented with, should I change or should I stay the same? You know, uh, I think we ought to uh, reject that whole thought process right there. It's not that I got to change. I just got to grow up. It's not that I got to change. I just have to become who I was meant to be. I heard a saying from uh, the late um, Bob Marley, right? I don't know if he was the originator of this saying of this quote, but he was the one I heard with it. So he's the one that's going to get the credit on today. 
He said, people don't just change. It's just a matter of time until they show their true colors. It's just a matter of time, you know? And so um, I believe that when we see people's true colors, when we see people uh, uh, evolve, that's who they were all along. It just took them a process to get there. I've heard people say to me, uh, oh, oh, you you switch now, you think you better, you know, back in the day and stuff like that. And, and some folk even, you know, even since I've been in church folk can be just as grimy as folk out in the streets, but this ain't that kind of post for this morning. Uh, uh, but they say things like, you know, uh, you, you done switched up now and you think you're better. No, I don't think I'm better, but uh, I was able to see an opportunity need to take advantage of. And so I took advantage of it because, you know, my goal is to, you know, do better in life. And I refuse, <clears throat> I refuse as you should refuse to stay real. Because for, let me, let me, let me clean it up. Let me, let me put uh, a little bit of, okay. So, so people say, yo, I'm, I'm keeping it real, man. I, I ain't never going to switch. I ain't never going to decide. Never that. Okay. You're going to keep it real, real broke, uh, real hood, real, whatever and never become who you're supposed to become. Many folk out there selling drugs and hustling right now, that's not who they were supposed to be. They're supposed to be doctors, lawyers, uh, entrepreneurs, things of that nature, but because they keep it real to the streets and say, they ain't gonna switch, they ain't gonna change. It's not about changing, it's about evolving. You know, they say, you know, uh, don't hate the player, hate the game uh, and things like that and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I learned a whole lot in the streets and from the streets and, and so on and so forth. And when I had my opportunity to take the stuff that I was doing that was illegal and that was wrong and, 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 and flip it. Guess what? I flipped that thing. Yeah. And, 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 and everything, every skill, every everything that I got from the streets, I tried to apply it to business because that's who I was. I was a businessman from the beginning, not a hustler, not a drug dealer. Come on, somebody. I was a businessman. I'm an entrepreneur. And and and, and that's what we have to understand. So to change or not to change, I don't think is the uh, correct. Um, I don't think it's the correct uh, phrase we should use or certainly not the mindset that we should use. OK, so do people really change? And I think I've already answered that question. I don't I don't think that people uh, change uh, because uh, you'll find that same man or that same woman 15, 20 years ago is that same woman today. She or he just put away childish things. They just evolved. They just elevated and stop thinking that the word elevate is a bad word you know that's what we ought to do we all elevation ought to be part of our goals our as a matter of fact our goal should set us up in a should set us in a position that causes us to be elevated because we just accomplished something so every accomplishment should bring us higher and higher and higher. So uh, people, uh, I don't think people change. I think they evolve. I think they elevate. I think they mature. Um, but deep down inside that same, uh, let me put it this way. You say, you know, I like Billy, you know, me and Billy, we was cool back in the day, but you know, he didn't change now. Oh, so he changed because he no longer, you know, sitting on the corner, sipping a 40 out of a brown bag. And, and so now Billy ain't cool. 
because now, you know, he finally, you know, got a job and he know he got to, you know, be in at a certain time so he can get a good night rest so he can get up in the morning and put in a good, you know, eight hours. And so now all of a sudden he didn't change. Nah, Billy ain't changed. Billy matured. Billy grew up. Billy understands he, he you know, he got a family to now try to uh, support so on and so forth, you know. So, um, yeah, do people really change? I think we have to be careful how we answer that uh, pertaining other people, you know, because you don't know what Billy or Sally went through. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know what pressures on their shoulders. You don't know how far or how close they are to a state of depression. Some folks are doing the best they can to keep their head above water. Some folks are doing the best they can to keep it together and, and they can't afford. Come on, sis. Am I telling the truth? Some folk can't afford to deal with your foolishness because your foolishness will mess around and cause them to lose grip, unravel, slip, slide, dip, dodge, you know, do some stuff, you know. And so that's why they ain't got You see. Some folks are always doing the same thing over and over and over again. Let me talk about this depression real quick. And then I'm going to get ready to get out of here. Um, now, as I said, or at least as I alluded to, um, people don't just change. You know, God called us before the foundation of the world. He called us by name and that for a reason. He called you and created you for a reason. OK, so if God created you for a reason and he did. And you're going through life. And you get to a phase. If I were to ask you what was your favorite year, I, I wonder what your answer was. Type it in the ear. What was your favorite year? Uh, uh, what was one of your most memorable years? What was, you know, uh, and, and just type it in the comment section. You know, I would probably have to say 1993. Ooh, and I ain't going to tell you why. We ain't got time to go into the details. But 1993. <laughs> hey, glory. <laughs> oh, but, 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 but anyway. Um, Suppose I were to have got stuck in, and, and don't get it twisted, in 1993, I was a young kid. Uh, I was out there. I was doing a lot of things. I was accomplishing a whole lot, um, but I could not afford to get stuck in 1993 because my family doesn't need Sheldon from, the 19, from 1993. Norma said, ooh, 1966. Now, I wasn't there in 1966, but I sure can appreciate the cause that came out of 1966. I done had a few 66s. I got one sitting out in the driveway right now. Happened to be one of my favorites. Uh, 1996. And Sister Norma, you ain't got to tell them why it was a good year because some folk can't handle it. <laughs> it's amazing how some folk will take some things and try to weaponize it against you. Um, and so that's why sometimes we have to be careful what we share, when we share, what we share, and who we share, what we share, when we share, what we share. Come on now. <laughs> and so I could not afford to be stuck in 1993 with 1993's mentality and habits and, and so on and so forth. I had to allowed the experiences that I experienced in 1993 uh, to have its complete work. Come on, somebody that helped, that assisted, that played a role in yielding the man that I evolved into. OK. And so if I were to remain uh, at that phase 
and not evolve into the person that God called me to be, I wouldn't be pleasing God. I, I wouldn't be pleasing God. And, and when you're not doing what you're called to do, you can you will not find happiness. I just there's no other way to put it. There's no other way to put it. If you're not doing what you are created to do, you will not find happiness. I just mentioned my 66. It's a Buick for, for those of you who don't know. 1966 Buick special. Right. And I kid you not, when I got the vehicle, I, I, I bought it from the junkyard. It was in the junkyard. Someone had just discarded of it. They didn't, you know, uh, and I come along, I saw it and, uh, and I had to have it. So I bought it, got it back to uh, to to uh, I'd say maybe. 75% of his glory. Uh, she was running driving. She is. And uh, it was my everyday drive. I was driving this car every day. I was, I was using it for what it was designed for. I was using it for what it was created for. And it seemed the more I drove it, the better it drove. I, I, I got in that thing one night, drove up to Tennessee to meet my old man for a, a, a huge car show up there. And I mean to tell you, man, I, every time I put my foot in it, she kept on climbing that mountain, you know. And so uh, winter time came around one year and uh, this particular year, I must have had, I think I got another car or something and, and, and that became the project. And, and so I let the Buick sit over the winter time, you know, and by the time spring time came along, she wasn't run. I had to put some work into it, you know. And so what's my point? My point is if we're not using things for what they're meant to be, they're not happy. That car was not happy that I made her sit all went along like that, you know. And God is not happy when he created you for greatness, but you're settling for, for peanuts. He's not happy when he created you to be an entrepreneur and you're settling for the unemployment office. Well, they won't give me a job. Duh, Bubba, you ain't supposed to work a job. You're an entrepreneur anointed by God, gifted by God, you know, and able to do that and even more. And, and you're sitting there crying because uh, they won't give you a job. That's because you're supposed to be creating jobs. So we have to shake ourselves from the uh, uh, mindset, the feeling of failure, depression, whatever it might be. And I'm not saying that these things are not real. I'm just saying that too often, too many use these things as crutches to, uh, uh, to prolong that state of self-pity uh, or, or whatever you want to label it as or, 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 or whatever. Um, we've got to press beyond that stuff and continue to be who God has called us to be. Uh, there have been plenty of times where life began to deal me lemons. And I couldn't make lemonade because I didn't have a picture. You know, they said when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade and, and you know, um, but, 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 but there were times when I began to see the lemons show up that I had to sit back and, and begin to examine myself, uh, my situation, uh, my circumstances, uh, I had to sit down and I had to look at it. And then I had to take ownership uh, where I may have stopped doing what I knew to do. You know, I think sometimes we we begin to climb and we get to a place where, OK, OK. And then we plateau. We wasn't supposed to plateau. We were supposed to keep on climbing. We were supposed to keep on climbing. And whatever you plateau, uh, it might be good for a little while. Uh, but after a while, you know, you're going to start to. Uh, struggle because you're not doing what you are created to do. Okay. So with that said and done, I'm going to uh, uh, get out of here.
but I want to warn you uh, to be encouraged. I want to warn you, uh, excuse me, not warn you to be encouraged, but I, I want to I warn you that you must stay encouraged. And I want to warn you uh, that there are people, things, and even places that will come against who you are. And more accurately, not so much who you are, but who you are called to be. They want you to stop in your tracks. But you, my brother and sister, you got to keep on climbing. You got to keep on moving. And sometimes isolation is your friend. Sometimes they will turn their backs on you. They will treat you funny. I'm telling you, that's a gift from God. God is God is giving you a, a, a gift right there. Because sometimes the people who you want to uh, welcome you are the very ones that will bury you. And I'm not talking about physically, though they'll do that too. Um, so you have to be careful. Sometimes when you're met with that uh, isolation stage or whatever, uh, just work with it. Take that as time to just talk with God and, and get some things sorted out um, and just let God be God. I think I said enough. It's time for me to get out of here. What time we got? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's time for me to, to hit the road. And uh, because I, too, I've got to keep on climbing. I, too, have got to. And see, we've got to realize that sometimes who God called us to be is not who he's calling us to be. So it literally is a uh, um, an evolution, if you will, that 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 takes place. We evolve. We're, we're constantly becoming. We're constantly becoming. We're constantly becoming. My goal today is to be a better me than I was yesterday. You know, and so we've got to continue to uh, evolve. I knew who God called me to be and I'm striving to be who he's calling me to be. All right. So on that note, we're going to get out of here. Thank you for pressing play. It's your boy, Sheldon, a.k.a. Retro, with a little retro philosophy. We want to thank everybody for pressing play. And we also want to say top of the morning to those who didn't press play, but they hit the speaker button so that they could hear what's going on without us seeing that they were in the room, if you will. Um, Ma'am, you are extremely welcome. Uh, I, I want you to know that your words that you type in the comment section are as encouraging to me as the things that I say are encouraging to you. So I want you to know that you are blessing me every time you comment in the comment section. Every time you press play, you are encouraging me because you might, a lot of folk, you know, I, I heard somebody say the other day, you're not afraid of the camera, you know, and, and it's true. I'm not afraid of the camera because it can't do me any harm um, other than expose the obvious but it's not easy because uh, I'm an encourager. I mean, you will not find me tearing somebody down. And if I happen to tell somebody something that's harsh for them to receive, swallow or accept, I'm not going to leave them with that taste in their mouth. I'm going to have to present them with and with another option. I've got to present them with a better way. Jesus did it that way. He didn't come. He didn't come to necessarily sugarcoat nothing. But at the end of the day, regardless of how you felt about what he said or stood for, he made a way. Come on. So that things would be better. OK. And so that's who I am. I am an encourager. Uh, as one would say, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Uh, some people love to fight. I fight to love. I fight to love. And um, 
And so I want you to know that I appreciate you and everybody else that uh, presses play. Uh, when I see that little number up there next to the I, next to the live button, uh, and it goes up one more and then one more and then one more, that encourages me. So God bless you. Have a smile on you. Keep me in your prayers because anytime you have an encourager, there's always a discourager trying to pull that individual down. Okay. So pray for me because I need it. God bless you. Have a smile on you in Jesus name.